0: Hello, and
1: welcome to Naked and a Little Bit Afraid, with Mel and Kay. Join us as we peel back the layers into a space of vulnerability, unscripted, unfiltered, 100% us, fully clothed. Great. Nailed it. Fully clothed, Adam. Today, we have a special guest. It is my brother-in-law, Adam Johnson. Say hi, Adam.
2: Hey, everyone. How are (laughs) you?
1: I'm going to tell you that they all said great, right? Everyone's doing good today while they're listening to this. You have like
0: such a nice announcer voice. Adam, Adam,
1: (laughs) you're going to broadcasting. Maybe that
2: should be my career shift.
1: Give us a quick like hockey rundown. How would you do it?
2: So no, you can't put me in the spot like that. (laughs) I do like announcing the boys uh, when they want to come out of the tunnel for hockey. So yeah, maybe that's what I'll get into.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: Um, Perfect. Well, you're welcome for figuring that out for you.
2: (laughs) There we go, yeah. That makes things easier. Save me a bunch of money from going back to school.
1: (laughs) And then this is the man that uh, Avery was trying to set Kaylin up with when Hudson, his son, wasn't working.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Avery's really uh, pimping you out.
2: (laughs) Doesn't surprise me.
1: She's married to your auntie. Oh, yeah, you know. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Just for listeners, if I, by chance, flip between Adam and John, they are, in fact, the same human being. He just, Adam is his real name. John is his, like, hockey name, I guess.
2: I guess so, yeah. Yeah, it went went from my full last name, Johnson, to Johnny, down to John, and that's where it's landed for about the last eight years or so now. So if anyone other than my mom calls me uh, Adam, I find it... uh, strange even Christian doesn't call me Adam anymore
1: yeah I find that so weird hockey just I remember when I started dating Ryan and everyone did like they call them different nicknames and then the one time they're like have you guys seen Casey I'm like who is Casey they're like rems I'm like oh well I've known him for a while now yeah
2: yeah hockey nicknames are weird progression like uh Sean Jack when they called him Pop because he had a plenty of fish account and it was at least a full year before I knew what his actual real name was. <laughs> that happens.
1: All right. So today we, I'm excited to talk about this topic because as we found out last week when you wanted to host a play date, a <laughs> bunch of boys, you were a little bit of an anomaly, um, especially here in Chestermere. Um, You are now a stay-at-home dad so once business owner now stay-at-home dad and then soon to be student so I kind of yep. want to dive into that mm-hmm. yeah
2: well there's a long progression to it uh, like starting eight years ago when I started with with Ryan and Justin at Linwood um, fresh out of school didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life uh, and obviously uh being with Kristen and she wanted to move closer to, to you and Ryan and, and some of her friends. And, and then Ryan reached out saying they needed some help uh, at Linwood. So I said, sure, I've got nothing else you know planned. I was finished school and I need to get a job and grow up. And so started at Linwood, had no idea really anything about roofing. Um, didn't think that was going to be something that I would, would do with my life. And um yeah essentially got into that uh with ryan and i think it was two or three years in uh ryan and jess approached me about buying in and and being one of the part owners and i thought that sounds great these guys make it seem so easy and uh um and and now that you well obviously you guys know ryan well enough uh i've learned uh in the five or six years past uh that point that that's just uh, Ryan's personality, things aren't easy. He just makes it seem easy. And, and Mel's nodding because I'm sure she sees it all the time yeah. where where things that uh, um, both her and I would think are the end of the world type things. Uh, Ryan kind of just laughs it off and yeah. his ability to do that is uh, both good and frustrating.
1: <laughs> yes, he I always joke like we could be in the middle of a nuclear war and Ryan would be like, it's fine, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
2: he would just say there's people in a worse nuclear war somewhere like the, you know, the nuclear war isn't at this exact spot. So he'd be, he'd find some sort of reason to, to be fine with it. Um, So yeah, that, um, that was his personality. And I I was never really, uh, uh, and I guess just getting into how I've got to this point now, um, I wasn't really an anxious person growing up. Um, Life seemed to go by fairly well for me, you know, playing sports and, school was always, uh, I worked hard at it, but never really a challenge. So I never came across too many moments of anxiety. Um, and even at the first four or five years of work, you know, we were pretty small when I first joined in and, um, you know, didn't really come across that. And then I guess maybe three or four years ago, things started creeping in with, with being anxious and, um, started with with little things and and ironically uh um you know the most recent bit probably got because we got too busy and i i didn't feel i could keep up or and handle it anymore but originally my first kind of anxious thoughts were you know i was in charge of of service um so in, in roofing terms that's handling leak calls and, and small little jobs and my biggest worry to start with was um not having enough work for the for the guys that had families and and wanted to make sure they had enough hours to support their family. Um, so I was anxious because of that. Uh, this was probably four or five years ago. Um, and yeah, that was kind of the first thought I went, you know, oh, I'm kind of locked into this. You know, what have I, maybe what have I done here? Um, but usually pretty small bursts of of being anxious. So I would just pass it off a month would go by and I would, would kind of get back into it. and um, you know we went from pretty small little service department with me and two uh, technicians. and then uh, you know as as Mel can probably talk to some to, like over these last five years, we we got big. Like we went from probably, well, there was two service employees that I was in charge of and finished uh, in January with eight full-time guys. Um, you know, the little revenue that we had uh, in service when I started. it's you know, five times that. Um, was still just me uh, doing it, obviously, with, with Ryan, Justin, and Daniela's help. But it just got big, uh, and I got overwhelmed, um, you know, where rain would be in the forecast. And uh, people used to joke, uh, oh, Adam, is like, is there a hole in your carpet from pacing back and forth? Um, you know, and I would laugh that off for, for quite a few years. But But, yeah, I would spend, you know, three to four hours a night pacing – through the upstairs, um, you know, the boys trying to to play with me and I'm way more focused on, you know, is rain gonna come? Am I gonna get phone calls? Um, you know, am I am I gonna get yelled at because we did something wrong and now it's pouring in? Um and so yeah, two two young kids asking to play and I'm, you know, on my phone. Um I had, you know, the weather apps on my phone. Uh started off with deleting those. Um then I just switched over to the internet and searched them on my phone. Then I put time limits on, on that. uh, So that it tells you on your phone, like, Oh, you can't do this anymore. And then I just ignored it. So I'd be three or four hours a day, just logged on, on weather apps. And, you know, I was going through this process going like this, this can't be, (laughs) can't be good. Um, But I'd always kind of, you know, all the money will be worth it. Or, um, you know, it'll, it'll disappear. And, and it would for a long stretch of the time and 90 percent 95 percent of the job was you know great obviously working with ryan and justin uh doesn't really feel like work too often um but then i guess yeah the and don't let me ramble on too long <laughs> cut me off if i'm going too long but uh but yeah when when kind of the pandemic hit um you know justin quickly moved into the other office uh, nobody listened really probably understands that but mel Understands that. So in our, in our office, Ryan, Justin, I used to sit together uh, in what we called the pit. Um, we'd kind of make all our decisions together. You know, everything was talking it out with each other and, you know, you can usually get through things uh, that way, but, but yeah, quickly, uh, when the pandemic started, Justin moved into a different office cause we were kind of forced to with the, uh, the way things uh, had to go with going into work. Then we started the solar company. Um, and Ryan kind of moved over into that. Um, you know, so it was starting to kind of feel alone even though I was at the office with those guys. Um, we were all busy with doing different things, uh, you know, while still working at Linwood and it started to kind of weigh, weigh on me that way. And, you know, I'd come home and just, you know, start crying or whatever. Cause I didn't think I could handle it anymore. And Kristen would, you know, do obviously do, uh, know what she could to to help out but you know eventually got to be you know too much uh even with Kristen's help I started seeing a you know a therapist in start a pandemic and then on and off since then and uh eventually got to the point last summer where um we just had one job that wasn't going well from the start um you know the, the day one basically it went bad and it was probably five or six months, you know, on a job that should take two weeks, it was probably five or six months of things going wrong where I finally just told Ryan, like, I just, I don't think I can do this anymore. And I didn't know what that meant uh, at the time, if that just meant I couldn't do that particular job. um, If I couldn't do the whole job anymore, if I just needed to do something else at Linwood. And so, yeah, Ryan, obviously, like I said, in his uh, way of just, you know, making things work, Um, said yeah no problem like I'll finish that job for you uh, and then we'll kind of see where it goes Um, got to the point where he was going to be the service manager and I was going to do something different Um, probably a month after we decided that um, I had basically just got back in the position because he was busy with what he was doing Justin was busy with what he was doing and I was basically back in the exact same scenario Uh, and finally just told both Brian and Justin, like, I don't think I can you know, do this anymore. I've got to do something else. It's, you know, I don't want to be 40 and, you know, having a heart attack or something like that because I'm so stressed out at work. And um, I've, you know, that conversation was, was probably a year in the making that I was afraid to have. And, um, you know, felt good when I, when I finally, you know, said it and, and, uh, you know, started working through the process of, of where I am now of of you know going back to school and and being a stay-at-home dad right now and in September starting starting going back to school to become a teacher
0: um i think that um a lot of people can relate to this story i would i would imagine because i think there comes a time in a lot of people's lives where they're just like i don't know what the next step looks like but i know that i can't do this anymore and the fact that that came out of your mouth it was probably very scary but freeing all at the same time
2: <laughs> yeah for sure yeah it was and and I you know it's easy to talk to Ryan uh, mm-hmm. you know it's obviously my brother-in-law first and business partner second so it's you know the conversations I've had with him are different than the ones that I can have with Justin you know obviously a good friend but you know very business family of you know if you want to be in business be in business is kind of the the term that they use and you know, I didn't feel like I could be in business anymore, basically, is is what it came down to. That I, you know, I didn't feel comfortable being the third wheel and, and hoping that they could solve all of the problems for me. I think if, uh, you know, if I can contribute the same that they could, I didn't feel it was, you know, fair for me to be there for the rewards in the end. So, um, you know, it just made sense to you know to, to move on to something different and, yeah, and and teaching something that I've always uh, thought of doing ever since I was a, a kid. My mom was a teacher for 40 years. So uh, wow. I think I kind of got from there.
0: Your uh your carpets are probably grateful.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah. One less Reno to have to do. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, I, sorry. I no, um just being on the back end, like witnessing you go through all of this. Like, um I mean I didn't know all obviously I don't live in your head or your house. So I'm not entirely sure but uh you can tell like just in your demeanor from like that last year especially like that last year and correct me if I'm wrong but it did seem like that one hit you like a sucker punch like the hardest and that was like the wake-up call you almost needed but then seeing you transition to where you are now your spirit is lighter like when you walk into a room you're not heavy you can tell like of course we always have uncertainties what if I don't like this what if, but you're happy and um living in a place where you're like content and excited for what's to come I. that's how yeah, I feel for
2: sure no it isn't and, and you know being being in the service you know industry especially in ours like my phone was on 24 7 um you know emails all the time um and and Speaking of the year, like, you know, we're a year from last year when we had those big rains, um, that was kind of the, the start of the end, I guess, uh, uh, we had one that rainfall had, you know, 150 calls in three days. And, um, you know, I just, to navigate that, um, you know, what felt like alone, even though, you know, I guess when you're an anxious person, you, you try and hide it and, act like you can take care of it all and uh, you know I tried to do that because I know how busy everyone else was so um, you know 150 calls in three days trying to get guys to different places trying not to let anyone down that's really when it started to hit me like you know if I if I try and keep up this level you know I won't be able to and and then I'll start disappointing people by trying to and um, but yeah now um, honestly like I thought I would regret You know daily that I was at work and I just really don't I've had a lot of fun you know being with the kids like Mel said I had a posted a play date with uh with three other little kids so I had six kids Mel Rowan was here and uh and three other kids and (laughs) the moms were amazed that I could handle that many kids at once and I didn't think anything of it like it, it felt kind of natural to me and I I told Christian like you know Whatever happens, like this, this feels more right and, and more of who I am than you know eight years of construction did. Um, not that I'm not thankful for for what I learned in those times and, but it just yeah I feel like I'm in a like Mel said a better spot uh, right now and I I know that I'll have I don't know if I'll call them regrets but uh, there'll be times when uh, when Ryan and Justin uh, you know have their big beach houses and and all the stuff, uh, um, that I know though, cause they'll do well and, and stuff like that, that I'll wish I had that. But at the same time, you know, I'm in my early thirties and I keep telling myself, uh, you know, the next 10 years with, with my kids, uh, will probably beat any money I think. So, yeah, basically just seeing how it goes. Uh, maybe there'll be times where I think teaching with 25 little rug rats screaming at me, <laughs> maybe I'll want to be, uh, background and service but uh, as of right now it does not feel that way
0: mm-hmm. and what a cool realization so early in a- in your in your age too because I feel like a lot of people deny that feeling for so long and then they just end up miserable
2: yeah and it's funny timing because I I applied for Augustana to become a teacher I wanted to be a visit teacher when I was 18 um, mm-hmm. so applied for school got into school um, that was kind of what i was going to do i had a phys ed teacher from i'm from hay lakes so small town same school from kindergarten to grade 12 um and i had a phys ed teacher probably outside of my parents and, and family kind of the most influential person uh in my life and i thought you know this is what i want to do like you know he's showing up all the other teachers are wearing suits and ties he's showing up in his sweatpants and you know playing dodgeball and and hockey and i thought this is the greatest job uh in the world so that's what i wanted to be when i was 18 ended up going to fort Mac to play hockey uh for three years which i you know i didn't think i was going to have the opportunity to do so i did that came back to school after that at 21 i guess thinking well i'm too old to to start being a teacher now like you know i missed that boat so i went in, in business and then you know here i am 33 going ah oh, you're never too old to do something like this so um, but I did feel like it was kind of, uh, and, and talking with Christian, um, like I don't feel too old, but I do feel like this was kind of the now or never moment in my life of, you know, sucking it up and, and making it however long I needed to at Linwood or, you know, making a, a switch. And, um, yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't regret making that switch right now.
1: And I think also- there'll be times like, even from when I left nursing, Cause I similar, like I was coming home unhappy, overworked, overstressed. I couldn't be present and I, there's parts I miss definitely, but the parts I miss will never Trump what I have now. I'm a lot more happy. I'm a heck of a lot more regulated and I mean, pretty cool things happen when you're happy. Like, and even if, yeah, yeah. Like there, yeah. I don't know. Like I do miss certain things, but no regrets. And this is the greatest part
0: because you can enjoy their beach house without any of the responsibilities and that's you what, get to show up extremely happy. So it's a win-win
2: for you. That's a, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. That's when I told uh Daniela, who's who's our uh kind of our everything at Wynwood, uh I said, yeah, I think I'll regret it when I, when these things happen. She said, no, you're part of the family. Like what's theirs is yours. So I was like, you know what that's true so they'll be kicking us out uh i would like to know when stuff like that.
1: like the beach house like waiting
0: where we're putting it out there for you, Mel. <laughs> don't worry that's
2: we gotcha right. it's in the ethos now yeah yeah
1: yeah no um i want to go back though and just talk a little about when you were having that play date because it was quite just to sit back and like stare at it because your stay-at-home dad. And in society, typically societal norm in quotations I'm using is the stay-at-home mom. And to watch the other mothers that were there, like when you're like, oh yeah, I'll be fine. And they, some of them had like a sheer look of panic because they're like, well, what?" what do you mean you're going to be okay? What do you, what are you going to do? And we were joking. I'm like, well, did you tell them that you're going to lock them in a cage and shut the door? Like, <laughs> but it is quite funny that society has it drilled in us that only like a stay at home mom can do that. And you crushed yeah. it. Like you do it frequently because you take my kids. So you have five and has anyone met Avery?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got used to it watching your kids and then, um, uh-huh. But yeah, like I could just tell that they were a bit uncertain at first, like asking the other moms, Oh, are you going to are you gonna take your kid over there? Like, yeah, I could tell it was just something that they were uh, and usually and, and I guess uh similar, like if you have play dates, like you'll go there and there'll be, you know, you and seven moms watching whatever reality TV show is, is hot at the time and and you guys all uh, do whatever you do. And I, I probably wouldn't feel comfortable having all the moms over I'd rather have the kids over but um so that's part of it too is I think they're used to going on these playdates with their kids and and I don't know what you guys do drink wine and tell stories or or what but uh so I I feel more in my element with just the kids and being able to interact with them and maybe one day I'll feel comfortable enough to be one of the moms
1: (laughs) could you imagine sitting in that group chatting with the (laughs) malls oh no nope.
2: <laughs> i could not
0: <laughs> maybe you can add therapists to your uh resume too when they all start talking shit about their
1: husbands <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's right yeah yeah i'd have to try um, and talk shit about chris but i i couldn't do that <laughs> well, especially uh, if i'm sitting in the group that's right yeah <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing
1: bad to say about her so that's exactly right yeah, yeah.
0: um I, I just i love the movie <laughs> daddy daycare like have you guys watched it that's what it reminds oh, yeah. me um because all of the moms are like so scared to go and there's just took that one mom that she's like yep i'm signed i signed up my kid and bye <laughs> yeah yeah
2: yeah and mel's yeah. that mom yeah she just oh yeah rowan's going yeah that will be good so that made it easier that mm-hmm. mel was there so i'm not sure any of those uh moms would drop their kids off with me if it wasn't for mel <laughs>
1: oh i'm sure they would they would just be sitting outside your house watching your every move
2: (laughs) yeah that's probably it yeah so
0: yeah it's so weird society but like good for you for going against like social norms and all of the things to just be like all I want is happiness and that is what I'm going for and I think that you are going to make a fabulous teacher um you can tell that you have a very caring and calm demeanor so that's uh that's good and you know I think that um yeah, I think that since you had that such a good role model with your phys ed teacher, that's what you aspire to be and you'll be just you, you will be exactly like that. And you obviously don't play into social norms or care about what other people think or say, so you'll do great in the education system. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well that's what, yeah, like and that was the thing, is like I did care what people thought and, and that was a big part of the reason why, you know, I never wanted to let people down when I was at Lynwood, whether it be Ryan and Justin um, the clients or the guys. And I just, you know, ended up basically getting into spots where I was either, you know, either lying to clients or lying to employees simply to avoid conflict with them. Um, you know, and that wasn't fair to them. Uh, and that wasn't who I wanted to be. I've never wanted to be kind of that person. Um, but that's how I felt I had to, had to be to kind of get by in the, in the industry. It's, you know, construction is not exactly the most honest business. And, you know, I felt like, you know, that was how you got kind of through these things was stretching the truth on one side or another. And, um, same thing eventually that just got to me too, Where you know, is this what I want to do for the next, uh, you know, 20 years? And, and thankfully, um, and I probably don't say it enough right now, but thankfully Justin Ryan gave me the option to, uh, you know, to move on, um, because it's, you know, could have even been easier for them to say, well, you know, no, <laughs> you know, we don't want to buy your shares and we don't want to let you out and and stuff like that. Uh, but they were both, you know, have been and and continue to be very accommodating uh, to it, which I'm very thankful for.
1: It's also frustrating and hard if you are like a recovering people pleaser, a people pleaser. You hate confrontation. To sit around Ryan, because. He has zero issues with confrontation and he handles it. I mean, I don't know how he handles it in the office, but I've seen him handle it here so well. And as someone like myself or yourself and you watch and you're just like, well, how the hell do you like, and just so calm doesn't, he shuts the phone and he goes on to his next thing. Whereas I stew about it for the next day or two, because it took a lot of effort to do that.
2: Yeah. I don't know how many phone calls even recently I've had with Ryan going like man, can you believe what so-and-so said? Can you believe what's happening here? Like we still, uh, uh, you know, up until, or, you know, a few more days still dealing with our Okotoks building. And can you believe this person said that? Can you believe this has happened? He's like, are you still thinking about that? I haven't thought about that for two seconds after we finished that conversation. Uh, so I do get that malware. Uh, I love him for it, but it's also very frustrating. Same with sleeping. Like, um, although I sleep better than I than I ever have uh, you know, before, um, wouldn't matter what's going on in the world. He just falls asleep anywhere, anytime. And, but yeah, Ryan, I mean,
1: suck. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Suck.
2: <laughs> no. And that's, that's one thing with Ryan that, you know, is like if there's ever a time where, you know, he's in the office at 3am, like, you know, something's stressing him out and if something's stressing him out, it's big time. So yeah. I do feel bad right now for the guys because it's, you know, it was set up to have three people, You know working this thing that's why it was able to get as big as it was because three people were you know pulling the rope and um you know i know how hard the guys have had to work with with the two of them but same thing like it it doesn't seem to bother them i couldn't if if one of them would have left and it would have been me and one other person cool boy (laughs) it would have been it would have been not good but they seem to keep trucking on and you know (laughs) two two weeks into into leave and i showed up at the office and you know, there was like three new people that were working there. There was different, like, they kind of just have the mentality of just keep trucking through.
1: And I mean, it's not your responsibility to make them feel right, Adam. So your responsibilities to you and your family. And we but, all know Ryan will just continue to wade on through the storm, just yeah. floating.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's uh. now school starts in September. And that's kind of where I've got to this point where it's, I'm ready for that because there's some days and and I don't know exactly how you do it now, but I find the pickup and, <clears throat> and drop-offs and everything that you're always doing. Like, I never really know how to fill my gaps in the day. And I think you have to learn how to do that where it's, you know, tw- or I guess, yeah, 10 o'clock. Okay. Do I start doing something or do I just wait until I pick up the kids and then suddenly an hour and a half will go by and I haven't done anything. And I'm mad at myself for not filling that day properly. And, uh that's what I'm learning right now is how to effectively, you know, work in between the kids' schedule because that's basically the schedule that I'm on now.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think it's a real big misconception that you're a stay-at-home parents. So you should have all this time to do things. But what people don't understand is your time literally revolves around the kids' schedules. Like when you wake up in the morning, you don't get to sit and enjoy your coffee. Like once they're up, you're feeding, lunches, dress teeth brush out the door drop off okay now I get home and now I have two hours to do this but if I start this oh now I got to go pick up like so I think that's a really big misconception and how would you know if you're if you don't if you're not a stay-at-home parent you wouldn't know because in your head you're like well you're home all the time but when they're home there's usually two of you for the majority of the day Um. so I mean I've been doing it now for what three years and I still don't have a answer for you you just don't <laughs> yeah
2: you don't you just you just try and figure it out as you go and some days you just do nothing and that's okay too
1: yep 100 percent. and it all work out as long as the kids are happy and well not happy because kids alive happy. <laughs> alive rael told me today this is the worst morning ever mom because i made her go brush her teeth and pause the show so you know they're not always happy
2: <laughs> yeah yeah brushing teeth getting kids teeth brushed And lunches. Lunches are the worst. Trying to figure out what to them for lunch is the the worst part of the day.
1: I was talking to a mom today at class and she's like, my kid's getting Lunchables for the rest of the freaking year (laughs) because I am over it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, that was awesome. Thank you. And, you know, I also really liked and thank you for saying those moments of I cried. I came home and I cried because you're human and humans cry. It doesn't matter what you identify as, it doesn't matter, any of that. You are allowed to cry and say that you're not happy.
2: Yeah, and I mean, obviously, you know, uh, you know, you guys talked with Kristen and, and what she went through, and um, I like to think I was there for for that. And, you know, <clears throat> same thing, she's been super supportive of this. Um, obviously, thankful that she has a good enough job, that we can even do this. Like most people wouldn't have the option at, at 33 to have one, you know, one family member basically quit work and have no income um, for two full years, essentially, um, you know, and be okay with that. And I, I mean, for her, I think it was, she was getting pretty tired of the way I was acting at home. Um, she was basically dating someone that was looking at their dating, <laughs> married <laughs> to someone that <laughs> married to someone that was on their phone, you know, constantly basically until bedtime uh you know in anticipation more than actual work being done um but yeah like there was times where it just you don't even you just start crying you're not really even sure why and you know nothing's actually going wrong at the time you just feel so overwhelmed and um you know a point in my life I would have been ashamed by that but uh, I was past that point uh, at that point and especially you know now I'm I'm not ashamed to say that or anything like that. Uh, I think everyone probably, you know, goes through those moments. And it's been a long time since I have, since I, you know, basically made this decision and and committed to it. It's, um, you know, the only times that I'm, you know, kind of sad or anything is if I go back to the office and kind of see, you know, you know, what it was, because it was a great, a great thing for 95% of the time. The 5% was just way more, emotional than the the good
1: 95 Mm -hmm. um going Kaylin. do you have anything else to say before i say i always
0: have something to say go for it (laughs) um you and Kristen have just been through it all like holy dream team um
1: what what were you gonna say mine changes the subjects you go mel so is mine so you go i know you're thinking the same we think the same you just go (laughs) you go you take it away um so you and kristen have been through a lot we have heard kristen's side of the story and like she said in the podcast like when i was going through it i didn't know adam was the one that had to deal with me so i'm just interested because i've never actually heard i I have experienced and witnessed you deal with it firsthand, but what, like what emotions and what thoughts and feelings were coming up through all of this with Chris?
2: Yeah. And and first, yeah, I, you know, we've been through a lot, but we've also had it, you know, pretty easy compared to a, a ton of people out there. And, um, you know, I think about that lots that, you know, it seems like we have it hard and, and we're both, uh, you know, now anxious people and, Christian with with the tumor and stuff like that and me with me with this but you know so many people have it way worse like we've got a good sized house we've got family around you know the cars and you know if we wanted to go on vacation we could go on vacation so I do think you know we've been through a lot but we have it pretty good still um but uh yeah like I don't know if this has become one of those things where you know it's so painful that you kind of try and or your mind pushes it to the back. But, you know, I, I don't really remember kind of the scenarios anymore, even though it's not that long ago, I don't know if it's got hit too many times in hockey and it's kind of caught up to me that I don't remember these things or, or if yeah, the mind, tries to push out the painful, painful things to the back. But, you know, obviously that first one, Mel, um, you know, I remember, you know, well, um, you know, first time. So you have no idea what's, what's happening. Um, you know, we were in bed, uh, in your basement. Uh, <clears throat> and I just, yeah, remember Kristen shaking and I remember screaming up to you. I think I called you and obviously, you know, it took a while. It, it seemed like forever from the time I, it was happening for you guys to actually come down and it probably wasn't, but it, it seemed like an eternity. Um, and then, yeah, the, the ambulance ended up coming, um, And I just remember having no clue what was going on, um, and being scared about that. Um, But I think you know, the more or the more times it happened, the more I kind of started to, uh, you know, be uncertain of the future. You know, what kind of was going to happen. You know, there was a time where she wasn't able to drive anymore. Um, so I was driving her to work, picking her up from work, picking the kids up from, from Pamela's and stuff like that. And thinking, you know, <clears throat> is this temporary? Or is this kind of, you know, how our life looks now? And, uh, and thankfully, um, you know, that didn't last too long because she had the nocturnal one. So they gave her a license back. Um, but then uh, the one that really sticks in my mind is um, we went to cameras for, Uh, Sarah's bachelorette party and she decided the one night like you know what I'm tired of taking this pill and not being able to drink like I just want to have fun with my friends and you know I'm tired of this so she didn't take uh, her pill her anti-seizure medication for you know the one night she went and had fun with her friends you know drinking and and you know six in the morning I think it was the next day Sarah uh, Kristen's friend our friend um, text me saying like, Kristen had a seizure, you know, we're on our way to the, to the Duke hospital. And I, I, she called, or I think she called and I like texted back, like, uh, uh-huh, like, screw you. Don't like, that's not, that's not that funny or whatever. She's like, oh no, seriously. Like we're on our way to the hospital right now. Um, and I remember like driving to the hospital going like, you know, this is going to be the rest of our life is, is trying to deal with, you know, these things. She hated taking the medication. Um, you know, I hated the uncertainty of, you know, am I gonna get woken up with Kristen like falling off the bed? Or um, uh, you know, there's a few times where she was shaken and I had to like try and hold her on the bed and um I'm not sure if either of you been in that situation, but it feels like they weigh five hundred pounds um when you're trying to move them back on. Um, you know the next day would just kind of be a restart on, you know, what we thought we were past. And, um, she could, she couldn't really remember what happened. So she was kind of just, you know, groggy for a day and then back at it. And, um, yeah, fast forward to to 2020 when she finally decided that, or they finally decided to do the surgery and same thing with before I, you know, I went to the hospital with her, never really thought much of it. Just thought, yeah, this is, you know, what they're going to do. And then sitting there by myself and they wheeled her kind of away. And it's like, Holy crap. She's about to have, you know, brain surgery. Like she could actually die. And then I started thinking like, Oh my God, like Parker's, I think he was like six or seven months old at the time. Um, You know, what's going to happen here. <clears throat> and then same thing, Uh, you know, like before Ryan came to the hospital to be with me. um, I didn't think I needed that same thing. I thought, Oh, I can do this myself or whatever, but I'm thankful that he did. Obviously Mel was watching the boys and, uh, and then so she had the surgery and went there and she was smiling and laughing. And I was like, Oh man, like too easy. Like this guy's incredible. This is the, you know, it's over like things are things are fixed and I think we we got to go home one or two days later and uh she had a seizure again like at home after the surgery and that was the scariest one you know by far uh she had to go back to the hospital she couldn't talk anymore um she was having trouble talking so she had posted on on facebook saying like how great the surgery went how happy she was and and everything like this so you know everyone thought that everything was good um and then you know i don't know what it was about like a week later she was actually way worse off than she was before she went in she couldn't talk um you know people would talk to her she would just kind of like blankly stare and and then that's kind of when i was like oh my god they made it worse like you know I'm going to be with someone with two kids and, you know, she won't be able to communicate with them. And, uh, she was in pain too, like really bad pain. And yeah. Um, thankfully I guess two or three weeks later, they gave her some steroids to take the swelling down. Everything kind of came back, um, to normal. And then, um, yeah, I guess we're three years, almost, you know, three, three years and a month past that point, And she doesn't have to take her seizure medication anymore. You know, she doesn't think about it when she's drinking or anything like that. So, you know, hesitate to say that we're past that point because you never know, I guess, but um, you know, a hard three or four years, but kind of seems like we're past it. And um, you know, Kristen's, you know, Back to being kind of the person she was when I met her as far as, um, you know, that was a a tough three or four year stretch. I mean, it basically happened a month after we got married. Um, So, yeah, four years of not knowing kind of what the future was holding. And now we're at this point where she's my sugar mama. (laughs) She is going to be so pleased that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sexy crisp. I said I'd say sexy crisp. She's... There you go, sexy crisp. Yeah. Um, so.
1: It's also very hard. My sister and I have special personalities where we just can't sit still, even if we should be sitting still. And I remember you messaging me when she got home home the first time because you also she was reading trying to read a book to Hudson and was struggling with the little like cat Max is a cat anyways but you were like she's up cleaning like I don't know how to get her to stop cleaning like was that I, I would imagine that was probably unbelievably frustrating to deal with because you're like woman you just had your brain cut into like sit the
2: F down this is I mean yeah that day and every other day when she's sick and the house is a bit dirty um yeah if she's at home sick she's almost always cleaning the house doing all the sheets and stuff like that and i try and tell her to just relax but i think her relaxing is when she's cleaning or the house is clean so i do try and help clean a bit more but it's not my uh specialty nor do i get bothered by a bit of a mess
1: it's not your forte
2: <laughs> no, which is maybe why I can get along with all the kids because uh, we're fine with living in a mess together.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, Chris and I are, we're special humans. We were raised by a very clean parent, very, very organized. You've met Dave. If you don't know Dave Hanrahan, Dave likes order.
2: You both have, and I don't want to say improve because there's no issue there, but you both are able to handle... um that more than when i was first around there would be time or if we went to bed and there was a bit of a mess in house uh when we first started dating or when we were first married like kristen wouldn't have been able to sleep uh and now i can strategically place things uh so kristen can go to bed
1: (laughs) you also move furniture around john he thought oh you know i'm gonna i'm gonna move furniture that's (laughs) what we do (laughs) that went over well But so yeah, you know what, and I not that there is an issue. But I always like, I think my biggest, for me, and I don't know, Kristen, I do not. My goal is and hope is that my children don't have the same, it would be anxiety around. Like, um, I cannot thrive in a messy house. I just can't it is a, a mess in my house is a mess in my brain. And that's not a pleasant place to be in either. Because then you don't actually get to sit down and enjoy your house. Or Like to me, I told like Ryan, like, and I think this is a good gift. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would just like Ryan to take the kids out of the house for a day. I'd ransack the ever living crap out of this house in the morning. And then I want to sit in my clean house for three hours, just admiring every room. That's what I'd like to do. And I'm sure Kristen would be the same.
2: I'll let Ryan know to surprise you for your birthday.
1: <laughs> taking the kids so you can clean babe you're welcome <laughs> yeah
2: yeah see ryan's the same as me like and, and justin was the opposite of us like our desks were i like to think it was because we were so busy and just trying to keep up that we couldn't clean up but the truth is that we just we can handle organized chaos but i can understand people that uh that can't because my dad's very much that way
1: yeah Anyways,
0: yeah. Kaylin? I'm the organized chaos person. If it's not out on display, I forget I have it. So my house is like a museum. (laughs) Wait a minute. I don't have a house anymore.
1: (laughs) What do you mean? You're homeless.
0: (laughs) yeah maybe
2: that's easier that's
0: easier it is it's much easier but like I have very limited stuff but there's still things on the floor and everywhere so I'm not sure (laughs) less things don't always equal
1: cleanliness, apparently I am actually worked with a doctor and she was like the definition of organized chaos like you'd walk Mm -hmm. into her office and it was I I don't know anyways she was on holidays and her assistant thought it'd be really nice To tidy up her office and i i i was not present for this but apparently when she returned it was not a well-received welcoming gift Mm -hmm. because she did she literally knew where everything was and sometimes that man i look at that and i think that'd be just so nice but yeah yeah, you know what probably Uh, to everything absolutely uh do you have a question for
0: live Q&A with Mel and Kay you got a question for us as random as it can be
2: yeah I got a question for Mel
1: oh gosh oh no what
2: oh no I don't know if it's it's not a bad question okay okay. (laughs) how do you think everyone's going to do at Disneyland
1: oh gosh yes naked a little bit afraid we are venturing to Disneyland um well, we went to Land on the weekend and it was a good trial. Rowan got rejected from a ride because he's too small. He cried, but we were able to mend that with a spinny ride that I just both threw up on. <laughs> but I definitely think we're going to lose a child and that's like, they're going to run off. So we actually are going to get air tags and I'm going to sew them in their clothes. So that yeah,
2: that's one of my biggest fears being home with the kids, like going to the zoo and stuff like that. It's yeah. just so easy for them to. To run off so I've been doing the same thing researching the different tags and uh, the different little things that you can use
1: you're also the father of Parker who when they went to the zoo once they were walking back to the car Parker was in the wagon and John like looked back and Parker was gone he had jumped out of the wagon midway mid ride
2: yeah and there's because there's three other kids so I didn't notice that he jumped out so It was when we were with the parents like uh and and we were just walking and talking and someone turned around like oh where's parker and like yeah my heart sunk for a second i knew he was in there like a hundred meters ago so i knew he probably wasn't too far but looked back couldn't see him and uh one of the little girls that was in the wagon said oh he's just over there in the egg so we walked back there and he was sitting so proper with his hands on his laps and Said, oh, I was just taking a break. He's just a carefree little boy, little troublemaker. So, if I was going to Disneyland with Parker, he'd have to have a leash, one of those leash backpacks, because yeah, he'd Um, be gone. So,
1: yeah, no, I think they'll do okay. I think I'll be extremely exhausted by the end of it. Um, but I feel like there's going to be moments where I'm like, what the hell did I get myself into? But overall, just the thought of like Avery. I mean, they saw My Little Pony and lost their ever loving mind. So when Ro sees Spider Man or like we see Elsa, core memory for me. Uh, This trip would be more a core memory for myself to see their faces because Avery won't remember. Ro won't remember. Maybe Ray will remember bits of it.
2: But I think Ryan we put to the test there because his nonchalant attitude uh, Mm. at Disneyland will be tough.
1: That's a better question. How will Ryan and (laughs) Melanie do in Disneyland?
2: (laughs) because yeah, Ryan's very
1: laissez-faire and I am not he already told me I am in charge of planning everything so to be continued but I am very excited for it and we're down to 23 sleeps now
2: we have a count chart
1: oh my gosh so I know insane. we got our passports we got our tickets we're all set
2: so nice and my kids are going to be crying oh every yeah, day Hudson, that you guys are gone Hudson yeah. will be crying every day
1: Hudson doesn't he want me to take him that Kristen yep. said yep
2: and he doesn't want to leave us for anything yeah well you know
1: we'll do another one one day that's right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now do you have a question for Caitlin where are you <laughs> <laughs>
2: what are you doing <laughs> Mel hasn't filled me in
1: oh yeah I haven't <laughs> you're just
2: you're just gone now
0: yeah just disappeared vanished. nobody knows my location <laughs> Um. Until well, this I'm curr- now. <laughs> yeah, I'm currently sitting in my bed because it's friggin early here.
2: <laughs> and
0: um, yeah, I'm in New Zealand. And yesterday, I got extremely day drunk for the entire day. going to some vineyards. We went to five and a chocolate factory. Um, oh, no. amazing. Yeah, I went on this tour and crashed these people's honeymoons. honeymoon, oops. anyways. And today I am doing this and seeing what the day brings me. Quite interesting. Are you hungover? You know, this morning I was like, I think, uh, I think five vineyards is a little too much. We
2: started. I'd be in trouble then too. I'm a lightweight, so I'd be in trouble.
0: (laughs) We started at ten a.m. and didn't get home till five. Like, that's a big day.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't. (laughs) Amen.
0: All of the wine started tasting the same near the end. (laughs) Oh, amazing. Yep, that's what I'm doing.
1: (laughs) Just drinking wine and, I don't know, eating chocolate, crashing people's honeymoons. Yep. yep. All right, anything else there, Kay?
0: Thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for being here. Um, And, yeah, I think that I'm just excited to see where this journey takes you, and um, yeah, maybe you should open up a private school or something. That'd be cool <laughs> in Stetler, preferably.
2: <laughs> we do have a huge conversation all the time, or we did have conversations in the office all the time about private versus public school, and and mm-hmm. homeschooling, and the different types of um, schooling. Because you know, my experience with my mom being a teacher, you know, was way different than what other people think about school and, and the need for teachers and stuff like that. And, um, you know, if you could see, you know, my mom's passion for the kids actually, you know, being something other than just someone they pass along to the next grade, um, then, you know, that, you know, teachers are there for a purpose and, and do great things, but, you know, a few bad teachers can give a pretty bad name to, to the system. And, you know, I'm sure we've all had bad teachers where you're kind of going like, these people don't care. They just want their summers off. So I like to think that I'll be someone that, you know, actually is there for a purpose and, and will change people's lives. That's what I want to do. You will be,
1: you will, Adam. Mm-hmm. Am I, I'm John. excited. And you better get, yeah, you got to go to school and then you got to teach our children. Cause they're all waiting for you to be in their school.
2: They're all hoping. So yeah, I couldn't actually like, maybe that is a big fear of mine is the thought of teaching Hudson for one. Cause he, he would call me dad all the time and he would cry when he didn't get his way, um, which would make it hard to to teach him. But yeah, I think, I don't know which of the kids would be the hardest to be the teacher of.
1: Mm-hmm. Parker, because you'll have to discipline him.
2: Yeah. And he'll, he'll punch me. <laughs> <laughs> Parker would be the hardest. Yeah. Parker and Aves. Yeah. They're the very two, similar. The two babies.
1: Mm-hmm. Aves and her protege.
2: That's right. Yeah. Learn from the best.
1: All right. Well, thanks, Adam, for coming on. Thank you for your vulnerability <clears throat> and telling us a little bit about you and your story. Maybe one day we'll have to have you and Kristen on together because I think that would be a hoot. <laughs>
2: yeah, we probably get divorced mid podcast.
0: <laughs> like, and Mel and Kay now do couples therapy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Branching out. <laughs> yep. All right, Kaylin, close it off. Um, thanks for stripping with us. Stay weird.